Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Check it out. I think this thing is on. Yeah, it's on. I can tell by the the little movements on this here microphone, whatever it's called. You know what it is. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. This is where I talk about the Sacramento Kings. I talk hip hop and I talk about whatever else I feel like talking about. Coming to you on a Wednesday evening. Nice weather out here in California again. You know, if you guys are out there struggling around the country somewhere, bundle up. You know, hope you feel better. Hope it doesn't get too bad for you. See some NBA games getting postponed this week due to weather. Not being able to get uh, out of the cities they're in. Flights being delayed, canceled, all that stuff. So, enough about enough weather reports. I'm not a, a meteorologist. You know, I don't have a cool name like, you know, storm rains or anything like that. But you know what to do. Jump into some King's talk and, you know, I really try to avoid like the social media, Twitter timeline arguments about sports. And I really try my best to kind of stay out of it. I'm not even on Twitter that much like I used to be. You know, kind of just jump on there, check stuff out every now and then, then I, I jump back out. But... I have to say that the other day, something did catch my attention, you know, it was a Saturday, which for me really meant WWE Royal Rumble Day. But I saw my man uh, from Kings TV, Kyle Draper, kind of going off about something that had been said on the NBA pregame show. Started scrolling through and looking around to see what had happened. And I'm not gonna get, get into the details, I'll just give you the gist of it, but against essentially, the point was made that the Western Conference can't be that great if the Sacramento Kings are third in the West. Well, damn. I mean, yeah, not the nicest thing to say. So, of course, you know, you know Kings fans, Draper, everybody else, you know, had righteous indignation. You know, were ready to come back with great vengeance against whoever made these insinuations or implications that the Kings really aren't that good. Or that the West isn't really that good. It's just that, especially if the Kings can be third, there must be a problem. You know, because I got what the sentiment was. So because the Kings are ahead of, you know, teams like the Lakers, the Suns, the Warriors, the Timberwolves, so on. No, Dallas. So what? That means that the West isn't bad. The Kings don't get any credit for what they did. 
I mean, the West is weak because the Kings are third. You know, I just saw a lot of anger and questions about that. But you know what? Here's the reality of it. Two things can be true. I know in this world, we like to just jump to the hot take and the, the absolutes. But I think in this one, two things can be true. You know, as I record this, the Kings are third in the West still. They're 29-21 after beating San Antonio. Put them five and a half games behind Denver for the top spot in the West. Two games ahead of the fourth place Clippers. Three games ahead of seventh place Minnesota. You know, and you know why? Why the Kings are here? Because they, you know, they, for the most part, they have taken care of business this season. But they also have benefited from the misfortunes of other teams. But you know what? They don't owe anyone an apology for that because they still had to go out and win those games. But I can also understand the point of view from outside of Sacramento where you see the Kings where they are and where the other teams are and say, hey, maybe the Kings, maybe the West isn't that good right now. And I think that comes from the notion of not really believing in this team, say, in a playoff situation. Which is fair to a, to a certain extent because this group has never had, you know, the Kings as a franchise haven't had a winning record over 16 years, haven't made the playoffs. You know, and some of your key guys on this team have not been a part of uh, playoff teams. You know, but, you know, if you look through the West, I think most pundits, they wouldn't pick the Kings to beat Phoenix in a seven-game series. All things equal, if Phoenix is at full strength in the Kings. You know, would you pick the Kings to beat the Warriors in a series? Probably not. Dallas? Maybe closer, you know, but maybe you give, some people would give them the edge because they have Luka. You know, hell, a healthy New Orleans team might be favored against the Kings. You know, I know that's kind of crazy to say a healthy New Orleans team because when was the last time that team was healthy? I have no idea. But you get my point. And then if, even if you get outside the top 10 in the West, you know, you get to a team like, you know, a team with a Dame Lillard like Portland. Because, you know, Dame can get cooking whenever, you know, he gets cooking. He's pretty much unstoppable. Or, you know, if you get a Laker team with a healthy LeBron and AD. I mean, there's just so many different possibilities out there. Or I could see someone saying, you know what? Maybe the Kings can't deal with those guys. So, you know what? When you look at the standings, you know, all those things I mentioned, whether it be Devin Booker's injury, whether it be the Clippers having two of their best players seemingly play half the time, whether it be Minnesota can't couldn't figure things out when it full strength, you know, Dallas, you know, not getting, say, the, the maximum return on that JaVale McGee signing and having to uh, adjust some things, whatever you want to say. The fact is, the Kings have done what they're supposed to do. They're winning. They're winning games, and putting themselves in position to possibly have a favorable seating in the postseason, and see what goes on from there. But should the Kings feel bad about for their success against the other teams? Absolutely not. Nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to complain about. The Kings are taking care of business. So, 
again, like I said, two things can be true. And just because they're both true does not admit to me diminish what the Kings have done this season. I still don't see the Kings as a team that strikes fear into people right now. But i got about 30 some, game, some odd games left. There's time to change mine and probably everyone else's mind. But the only way you really do that is to go ahead and make waves in the playoffs. So let's take baby steps here. Let's not get too caught up in that. And before I go to a break, just to let you know that uh, the next episode, of course, will come out after NBA All-Star selections have been made. I'll, have an, I'll drop a pod just discussing that. I expect the Kings to have two All-Stars. If De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis don't make both make the All-Star team, I'd be shocked. I think the Kings should and deserve to have two All-Stars. And along those same lines, congratulations to Keegan Murray being named to the Rising Stars game. That's a game where the Kings seemingly now have placed someone in, it seems like, almost every year. But... That's a great accomplishment for Keegan. And it's cool and all, but, you know, if things continue to go the way they're going, the Kings would love to be able to say that they don't have a lottery pick in the Rising Stars game coming up. So, but again, we'll get into all the All-Star talk later in the week. I just wanted to give you all a heads up on that. And I'm going to get ready to transition over to some hip-hop talk. You know, see what's good for everybody with that. And, yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll be right back with some music talk. Okay, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat game, same-game parlay every day. Sound like something I need to jump on. Maybe I can get lucky. <laughs> Go into the, the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. That sounds pretty cool. You know, if you're looking uh, for a good, you know, you know, same game parlay, I would probably look at the like the Warriors and Steph Curry making that, you know, making threes. You know, that team has kind of been up and down this season, and they really go as Steph goes. So, if you have a parlay with say Steph to make five threes in a game, I like that just about every night. Just because, well, you know, hell, the Warriors need that. That being, uh, you know, of course, you always got your Domas Sabantis, Sabonis, not Sabantis, <laughs> Domas Sabonis double-double streak. Hey, you can have some fun with that one. I'm pretty sure there's got to be some parlays about a 20-10 and 10 game, whatever the case may be. But nevertheless, what you need to do is this. Download the app now and sign up with the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. 
minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. And now we're back to the show. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. I am your host, Jason Jones. I write about sports, culture, and whatever else for the athletic. And again, this show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. Now that we've transitioned over to the music portion, uh, two things I want to touch on. The first one's kind of a interesting thing: is spurred or should I say spawned the uh, repurposing of the Nate from the Set It Off movie memes. And for those of you who are much younger than me, who don't know what the hell I'm talking about when I say Nate and Set It Off. Uh, Set It Off was a movie that was made back in the 90s. And I feel crazy as hell saying back in the 90s. Because I saw this movie for free and when I was in college it was like a big old to do because it had Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett in it and Vivica Fox when, you know, before she became... The chick who was going out with 50 Cent for a minute and feuding with Joe Button, whatever. Case may be, whatever. But uh, let me give you the backstory of, for those who don't understand. Nate was an older dude who offered to pay, I believe it was rent or something for uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character. But to get that money, Jada had to um, have sexual relations with Nate. Nate was a much older dude, but he was willing to come up with that cash for her if he got what he wanted. So we're now seeing the memes of Nate asking, hey, you want them Beyonce tickets? So what I'm going to talk about. Uh, Beyonce announced the dates to her tour. It's called the Renaissance Tour or something, whatever. I like Beyonce, but not enough to do what some people are probably going to do. Beyonce ain't slick. She's going to release these damn dates during tax season, gonna have people taking out taking their whole damn tax refunds to go see her. Uh, I've seen that nosebleed seats in some stadiums are like nine hundred dollars. Uh, I'm not feeling Beyonce like that. No shade to Beyonce, but hey, I can't be the one to to you know put myself out there like that. You know, people are offering up the firstborn. You know, like I said. Selling off property, you know, women probably getting mad at their men and putting they putting they do shoes on stock X, not telling them, trying to get money to go see Beyonce. But it got me to thinking, is there a rapper I would do all that for? Hmm. That I would sell off stuff, you know, not pay my rent. Let my car get re... Oh, you know, just to go see this rapper. And I'm struggling to come up with that. And I was going to ask somebody who I know who has seen Beyonce in person. Uh, she hasn't been on the show in a while because, you know, she's busy, you know, being like a super mom and like super person at work and doesn't have time for me and my little podcast. But my girlfriend is back. Say hi to the people. Hello, hello. Yeah, she's back. And so, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about this. Now, can you explain to the people why some, you know, 
mind you, she knows someone who's who's willing to sell it all to go see Beyonce, change their whole life. Just I've never seen Beyonce in concert. Can you explain to me why the this beehive, these the, the people are doing so much, you know, like I said, stop giving money to the church, all that, just to go see her. You know, as you were mentioning earlier, as far as timing is everything, and Beyonce is the ultimate businesswoman. So um, she knew exactly what she was doing in releasing these dates and the pre-sale, verified sale, all of that's happening because the demand for these tickets are going to be um, off the chain. So um, I've seen her um, in concert actually one two three times oh somebody's fancy <laughs> oh somebody's a baller over here three now where she is today and where she was then so did you see like star search beyonce or destiny's child beyonce or i i seen going off on her solo career for the first time beyonce mm-hmm. so she was on tour was the first ladies tour um her ladies' first tour with Alicia Keys, Missy Elliott. Oh, um, oh yeah, she really that wasn't she wasn't the queen yet. Is she? So that was that one, and then I seen her again. Where was that one? So that one was down in Anaheim, and then I seen her again twice at the Staples Center. And this is I'm trying to think which. This was like five, six years ago. It had to be a while ago because she does stadiums now, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't do the Rose Bowl on the run tour. I didn't do that. So when they got to her and Jay-Z, that was a little bit out of my league. And, and ticket prices at the time when I seen her those first few times were like a couple hundred mm-hmm. for decent seats. Mm-hmm. So now where we are, I have a, a, a dear friend who's willing. She was like, VIP 2800 she's all about it but of course she's um you know engineering leader and that so she has it so she's not struggling for any anything but um big Beyonce fan and she will be there now she has seen her um multiple times but she likes the beehive experience so front row like standing by the stage, like where she could reach out almost and touch Beyonce. That is her experience. Oh, okay. That's not my. That's not been my experience, but that's been her experience. And there's multiple people like her. My hairdresser is a big Beyonce fan, so of course she will be there to see her as well somewhere. Um, in that she does um shows of Beyonce. That's like who she impersonates the most. So it's a thing. It's real. And, um, you know, it's going to be sold out. Uh, she is one, you know, hell of a performer. Um, so it'll be amazing and exciting and that. But would I spend anything over a few hundred? So I guess I won't be in the building. Not this time around. Mm, and see, nobody giving Jay-Z no love like this. I mean, I've seen Jay-Z once. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. Was, it, was the, uh, it, was the camp, it was the it was the tour with Mary J. Blige. Okay. And I wouldn't have, you know, cut off my foot for, for that. 
and I'm trying to figure out is there see here's part of my problem every rapper I like just about I've seen live I've seen Cube I've seen Snoop I've seen Nas Kendrick Lamar Wu-Tang DJ Quick The Game I've seen most of them more than once no I've seen Too Short live I've seen E-40 live I mean I've seen pretty much everyone I like in concert so you know, I, I came up with a couple people that I haven't seen live okay. that I like. Eminem, Andre 3000. Oh. And, Andre 3000 would be real good. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about Rick Ross, but I was like, you know what? I can you know, go get some wings, get some lemon pepper wings and listen to Rick Ross in the car. But the question is, how much would you be willing to spend to see them in concert? See, that requires a couple of things. I need to know the venue and where the hell I'm sitting. Like. Do you need the VIP experience? Or are you okay being in the building experience? Or, you know. I don't think, I mean, what do you get for the VIP experience is the question. Like, do I get to hang out with, with, with Eminem? Probably not. There might be a meet and greet. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just saying. Depending on the artist, I don't think what am I for paying? that VIP with Beyonce is a meet and greet. Well, I'll, I'll just hang out with Solange then. <laughs> I like. I was liking her a while ago. Her album, I would like her album more anyway. I was like, maybe for VIP, Blue Ivy waves at you, you know, and, and it reminds you that you're poor. She's so like, how much would you be willing to pay? The most I've ever paid for a concert was about two to $300 for a ticket. And I have to think about the rarity of the show. Like, if it was like, at this point, I don't know if M even performs anymore. Okay. Or, on, or there are three stacks. And given the rarity... If I had it, and I was getting really, 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 really good seats, I still can't see myself paying no thousand dollars. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm just too damn cheap. I'm like three hundred, four hundred. But even then, that probably put me for them. I wouldn't get me close. Probably. Yeah, damn it. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's worth it. I just don't know. I can't say that anybody's worth it. So uh, I'll say this. It's not Beyonce, but I, I feel like it's in the level of the atmosphere. Um, would I pay 500 if I not seen her before? I've never seen her, but I paid five. I, I probably, that'd probably be my limit. And the reason why I say that is because not that long ago, last month, two months now, two months ago, I went to see Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey and was like in the building, breathing their air, like I could reach out, almost out in touch, five rows back. Mm. So I, I have my, everybody has what their limit is, so that would probably mm. be my limit. Um, but, but Michelle Obama didn't make Crazy in Love. No, but that fabulous, I'm saying they were in the atmosphere and I got two for one. With Michelle Obama and Oprah, so I feel like I was winning, paying two fifty each, almost in a sense, for shit. For you know that experience. I'd have watched that shit on YouTube. <laughs> well, you couldn't record it, so no. Anyway. Well, I didn't. Well, she been on like hella TV shows saying the same thing she said to y'all. I'd have saved my money. You don't know. I, well, you told me what she said, so I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard it. 
Somebody sent me a YouTube video of like her talking about her marriage. I'm like, oh, I heard about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, but there you have it. You know, I thought I would get someone in here to talk about, you know, the Beyonce experience. You know, somebody who I didn't know she I didn't know she'd seen Beyonce that many times. I mean, I think I've seen Ice Cube about four or five times at least. She's got me beat. I've seen Snoop. I say three times. Uh, yeah, seen the game twice. I got to see DMX live. I got to see Nas. I've I've seen the Woo. I've seen yeah, I've seen a lot of people. But that being said, it's going to make one final note before we get up out of here. Uh, we were all given a gift today on our digital streaming platforms. You know, the Chronic is back on. It can be streamed again. Remember when Snoop came in, whatever they did with Death Row, where he bought, I don't know if he owns, I forget the whole legal terms of what he did, but he got Death Row, and he pulled the whole damn Death Row catalog off of the DSPs, so I haven't been able to bump Doggy Style. You know, I can go to YouTube and find it and listen to it, but it ain't the same. But the Chronic is back. Let's just hope that... You know, they let the rest of that death row kind of log back on there. I miss listening to Doggy Style. I miss dog food. I miss everything from the death row sound. So, that being said, I'll be in touch with you all pretty soon. Probably be talking some all-star stuff. But I am Jason Jones. You wanna... Miss Lamika. Mm-hmm, that's Miss Lamika. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Twitter is Mr. Underscore Jason Jones and TheAthletic.com. You can find Mika on my Instagram page sometime, looking all cute and stuff. So, that being said, this is the Ruler of the Court podcast. I will catch y'all next time. I'm out.